hey, 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 what's up there? Welcome to Gab and Jam. Gab and Jam, Gab and Jam number 52. That's right, yes. Anyway, I was just trying to make a slight little point um, about our subject today. So with no further ado, <laughs> I'm going to pass it on to well, you. Well, we kind of rephrased the uh, topic, but the topic uh, um, is, um, it's, it, it seems like it's pretty current right now. Have whites appropriated, appropriated minority culture? culture. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so the whole thing comes to this issue of appropriation, mm -hmm. and it seems that we've become very highly sensitive yes. to that. Yes. Um. You know, and I don't even know if it's just whites, as you know, and, and maybe, maybe to some extent, it is blacks getting a little bit more, or African Americans getting a little bit more. Highly sensitive to it because mm -hmm. I heard the other day that people were accusing Bruno Mars of appropriating, oh wow, you know, misappropriating um, black culture. But isn't he black? I I, I I don't know about all of that. All I know, I is mean, that, he's from Hawaii, but but, but whatever. It, okay. it, it, once you start saying that, then that to me starts getting to a point where I gotta say, whoa, okay. wait a second. So. Hey, let's kind of go back a little okay. bit. Okay. Hey, let's stick on the African American side. Let's stick with music. Okay? Well, I want to. I, I did because you said minority, and that actually made sense to some right. extent because of Gwen Stefani. I had included her in there, but but we'll go back to. African but but she's the same thing. So, yeah. So it kind of all goes to the same thing again, once again. So so meaning that if we think about music mm -hmm. specifically, and we think about forms of popular music within, you know, uh, American culture. Yes. Um, it, it is hard to escape the imprint of African Americans yes. on that and the fact that each form of music, mm -hmm. to some extent, African, or greater extent, I should say, African Americans were at the creation of it mm -hmm. and and at the heart of it. Right. And so understanding that part of it, um, the, the issue with appropriation, I think, has always been there. Whether mm -hmm. it was from, you know, people like uh, Glenn Miller, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Benny Goodman, mm -hmm. you know, um, Benny Goodman being called, yeah, jazz, and mm -hmm. Benny Goodman being called the king of swing, right. uh, Elvis Presley being called the king of rock. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've, you've had these issues of, you know, white appropriation of a music, and I guess making being more profitable mm -hmm. off of that music than blacks have. Mm -hmm. And even to some extent, I think people see that with hip hop, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the blacks make the music, but the whites are the ones who run the companies that mm -hmm. put it out and all the rest of this type of stuff. And so the issue now becomes to the extent that you have white artists such as Eminem and, mm -hmm. you know, Vanilla Ice before him. Right, way back ahead yeah, of you know, people yeah. like that. To that extent, you know, or, or even with R&B, you know, we can go all the way back to the Osmond Brothers, oh, to yeah. New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so many uh, NSYNC, mm -hmm. uh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And, you know, appropriating R&B. Mm -hmm. To what extent is it wrong for whites to appropriate mm -hmm. this music and kind of make it their own? Okay. And so, you know, other day I was listening to uh, Terry Lewis interviewing uh, Clive Davis. Okay. And he started off by saying that he felt like music was, and this might be sounding super deep, but he felt like music 
itself is something spiritual. So about Clive Davis? No. Oh, uh, Terry Jimmy Lewis. G, uh, Jimmy Jam. Jimmy did, Jam. I, did I say Terry Lewis? I might say Terry. I meant Jimmy Jam. Okay. So, right. so, so Jimmy Jam said that it was something spiritual, okay. and, and that really kind of hit me. Okay. Because it, it, you know, it is. I and mean, music is one of those type of things that takes you to a moment in yeah. time when you hear it. It, you know, so it's it's, it's like a time machine. Yeah. It's definitely something that is transcendent. And I think that's the problem that, as African-Americans, that we have. We're trying to say that other cultures mm-hmm. um, don't have a right to, I guess, claim and, 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 and use it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be a part of it mm-hmm. because it is spiritual. It's mm-hmm. something that's, that's greater than, we make the music, mm-hmm. but the music is greater than us. It always is, right? It, it right. has another it, life it, once it, you it, release it. Yeah. it right, it, it, it does. It has mm-hmm. a life of its own, and it would... It would diminish the power of the music mm-hmm. if you start saying, "Oh no, you can't use right. it, or you can't, you know, right. you can't do this with it, or you can't do." It. I mean, because of black music, we had the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Because of black music, we had the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Because of what black folks did, mm-hmm. you know, all those artists. Now it's great when those artists acknowledge yeah. that, you know, because mm-hmm. of that we have Sting and the Police, yes. you know, mm-hmm. with, with with the Jamaican stuff yes. and all the rest mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. So, um, but each, these artists are very important, and they, they brought their own mm-hmm. thing to it, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think a lot of it has to deal with education, that, you know, African-Americans have to appreciate the music that you make, mm-hmm. and you have to continue to make it, mm-hmm. you know. And so, sometimes there's, like, like jazz and, you know, some of the other art firms, rock and roll, mm-hmm. things that blues, that black started, you know, there aren't a lot of black artists mm-hmm. doing it. We were it. just watching the Mavis Sp- uh, Staples, Staples, right. uh, Staples special. Right. And, uh, you know, her entire band and, and white. are Caucasians, right. but because they actually love her, the music and they, and they the were music. supporting her and trying to come back. Right. So. And I think that's the same thing with um, Bruno Mars. More power to him. Yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, there aren't, I'm not seeing a plethora of black artists out there doing funk mm-hmm. and old New Jack Swing. Mm-hmm. I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. I mean, it's not out there, but here is, you know, Bruno Mars, and he's out there doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing an overwhelming amount of artists who dance and entertain the way that mm-hmm. he does. You know, and, and once again, you know, he's he's bringing all that stuff to the forefront, mm-hmm. so I say more power to him. Yeah. Do it. I mean, Childish Gambino, uh, um, you know, I, I I was did a or looked at a behind the scenes thing with his one sing, single that he had, uh, Redbone. Okay. And um, you know, the producer, the guy who did most of the music is white. Mm-hmm. You know, so so once again, I mean, there's this collaboration that's yeah. taking place, yeah. and you get to see that the music is is deeper than that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always surprised at the amount of. Um, you know, white people out there that know a lot of the R&B that I grew up with mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yeah. And, and know it very well. Yeah. And, and that's always, um, that's always surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can hear our influences them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. So, I so I, I think we need to stop beating that bandwagon. I, you know. I, I was going to say, because, uh, and even minority culture in general, and I don't know if 
if Harajuku is minority, I guess it's a niche. Right. Um, but with Gwen Stefani, I know people had problems with her doing, you know, she did her hip hop, but then she also was doing the Harajuku, oh, uh, yeah, the Japanese right, culture. Yeah. Right. And I would have never heard about it. So she was an ambassador, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So in some ways, right. I feel like people like Pat Boone, who did, what did he do? Tutti Frutti. Tutti Frutti, yeah. And so, of and course, that would be my favorite right. version. But I'm sure it opened the door right. so that another group of people could be exposed to something that they wouldn't have heard before. Right. And, and, and so a lot of times, that stuff kind of shakes itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, nobody is sitting around trying to find the, the Pat Boone version of Tutti Frutti. I mean, you know, everybody wants to hear what Little Richard did. did to it, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and there's so many other artists, you know, yeah. whether it's Sam Cooke and you start hearing his influence or, yeah. you know, like a lot of people are now starting to even give the Isley Brothers their props yeah. for all the stuff mm-hmm. that they did. I mean, you know, a lot of people credit Prince, give Prince a lot of credit for fusion mm-hmm. rock and, and funk together. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, no, it's like that that was done like long time yeah. ago. I mean, yeah. you know, it, that, that stuff was starting to happen. Definitely was starting to happen with Slide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely happening, happening with the Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. Ohio Players was doing that. Um, some, a lot of those groups that were around during that period of time mm-hmm. were fusing rock and funk together. Mm-hmm. So that that is not something that's you know unusual. Invented, right? But no, no. I mean, shoot, Stanley Clark School Days getting the yeah. same song. Yeah. I mean, it starts off as a rock song, then he goes funky. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and that that's yeah. that's what he does. You know, yeah. so but that's '76. Yeah. So that's that stuff been there for a long time. You know, people kind of fusing those things together. But I think kind of knowing your history mm-hmm. from the African American side of it helps you to understand how to keep that part of your culture fresh mm-hmm. and you got to keep doing it yeah you got to you got to infuse what you have to it like I, then, I, I, there are a couple of those jazz artists that are out there who are fusing, yeah yeah um hip-hop and jazz together yeah. so and yeah. that's why i say also empower yourselves i guess i guess that's my message that's what resonates with me is right. get out there and do it. Don't wait for somebody to discover you, you know, for them to put money behind you to show that, you know, that they're supporting whatever your your genre of music is that you think is dying out. Get out there and do it. Right. You be the one. You be the champion for your own music. Right. For, for whatever it is. If You know, we got Rihanna and uh, Giddens that's yeah, doing... Yeah, Giddens that's doing, doing like... Um, Doing like the bluegrass. Bluegrass with the banjo. Yeah. So get out there, do it. You do it. You do it. You be the one yeah. that even if nobody else is doing it, you're the one that's doing it, and that will help keep that music alive. Right. If, if you believe in it and you love it, right. don't wait for permission or, you know, for somebody else to, to knight you, now queen of whatever, king of whatever, you go out there and do it. Right. I mean, it, it took belief. Like, for instance, um, I... We started off, I was playing a little bit of Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not the way that Stevie did it. Right. And so, you know, I and I'd always thought about that as kind of like a bass synth song. Mm-hmm. And it took Flea and the Red Hot Chili Peppers to make me reimagine it. Now, I mean, later Marcus, Marcus Miller did a version. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I play it is kind of like a mix between Flea's version yeah. and, and Marcus's version. But still, it's sort of like... Um, it, it took them, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, being produced by George Clinton. Right, <laughs> and, right. and, and again, it, it, these are the types of things that happen. I was like, even with hip hop, 
Rick Rubin, uh, you know, who's white, was a big part of those uh, Run DMC records, uh-huh. producing those records. Yeah. So, I mean, look, y'all. I mean, white folks, black folks, you know, we've been doing all this stuff together a long time. Yeah. You know, so let's, mean, not, I mean, let's yeah. not split just because the country is starting to split on all kinds yeah, of and, and, or, or, or let's not act like hip-hop is just a black thing. Yeah. That that it just belongs to black people because it doesn't. And, and understand that if it does... It diminishes the music. Mm-hmm. The music is 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 more powerful than that. Mm-hmm. The music is is it's universal. It is spiritual. Mm-hmm. You are releasing something mm-hmm. out there. You, you know, they're, they're, these songs are coming to you and they're being released. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're the vehicle by which they're coming through. And don't get me wrong, we put our stank on it. We do. <laughs> you know, I mean, ain't no ain't no doubt about yeah. it. You know, you know, black folk, don't worry about that. Right. You know, you always you got your yeah. own stank. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you bring your own stuff you know oh, and that's, that's it <laughs> right okay. you, know, yeah, you got yours mm-hmm. you know so don't worry don't about, worry about that. it yeah. don't don't ever worry about that that's just about that right all right but we want to know what you think because maybe yeah. you have a completely different point of view maybe you can shed some light on why you feel the way you feel and maybe you can change our minds yeah. who knows so please drop your your response your reaction in the comments below because we would love this to be a two-way a back and forth um, we're looking to maximize uh, our, time. Our, our time and experience mm-hmm. at South by Southwest. And so. if you want a spot at the meetup, make sure. Oh, well, you already you should already be there, right? Yeah. So, um, also, friends and family week, April 1st through April 6th for both our Facebook groups. The person who invites the most people wins a prize in both groups. One group is for people who enjoy all varieties of music like we do around here. And that is the Funky Happy People group on Facebook. And the second group is the Be The Next DIY Rockstar, which is helping you up-level and fellowship with other people who are trying to live a more creative life and get their products heard and listened to and distributed. And um, I think that's it, but that's a lot. That's a a whole lot. Okay. Until next we meet, here's wishing you love, peace, and... Chicken grease. And until... Oh, and if you dig the vibe, make sure you subscribe. Oh, there we go. All right. There you go.